I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Their GMs call me going, he doesn't watch tape. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Zero. The Rich Eisen Show. Eric Bieniemy tells you what time it is. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Eric Bieniemy is who he is. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach, but I'm also the number one fan. Earlier on the show, Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter. Saints safety Tyron Matthew. Still to come. Pro Football Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. Wrexham AFC striker Paul Mullen. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Wrexham AFC striker Paul Mullen is in our green room. It'll be a fun conversation with the guy who is front and center on Welcome to Wrexham, the highly popular FX documentary on Wrexham being purchased by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney and then getting promoted in their world of professional soccer. It's uh, season two of that FX documentary coming up on September 12th uh, on FX and uh, streaming the next day right here on Roku on Hulu. Uh, Paul's going to come out. Great chats in hour number one with Desmond Ritter of the Falcons and hour number two of uh, this show. We had Tyron Matthew of the Saints. If you missed any of that, we re-air as soon as this is over on the Roku channel. And there's also our YouTube stream, our Twitter stream, our Facebook, our TikTok, my gosh, our Instagram, everywhere, um, our podcast, where all podcasts can be acquired, all three hours. You can now, by the way, on our TikTok page, get to our podcast. Hey. It's called a connected uh, universe. Um, multiverse. The multiverse. Well, you know, speaking of multitasking and somebody who could do multiple things, uh, like play offense and defense <laughs> and win the Heisman Trophy for it. Um, also, you've got the ability to uh, play for the Raiders and Packers and make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and you can also make a phenomenal wine, intercept wines. Phenomenal. And now, look what I have on my desk. I've got not one, but two bottles of hard liquor let's with share, Charles Woodson's name on it. The great <laughs> Pro Football Hall of Famer and my friend Charles Woodson back in the program. How are you, Charles? Rich, I'm doing great, man. Let me I'm, paint, glad, I'm glad to hear you got a couple of bottles on the desk. Let me paint the word picture. Let me paint the word picture. It's what I do for a living, Charles. Uh, Woodson <laughs> Bourbon Whiskey Wine Barrels. That's what I've got right here. Finished in wine barrels right here. I got that big-ass bottle in front of me. And wait for this one, gents. Let me read the label on this one. Woodson. It's, a, it's bourbon whiskey and vermouth. Uh, Manhattan made with bourbon whiskey and vermouth. Uh, Woodson Highs Manhattan. Hey. You see what I mean? Hey, I see what you did there, Rich. No, I see what you did. I see what you're <laughs> doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
So, hey, man, you, you know, that's the name of the game, man. When it comes to, uh, you know, trying to build a brand, yes, sir. you know, you got you to gotta make a, a, a label that people can connect with. And, uh, you know, if you can make a play on words, then you make a play on words. And, uh, you know, of course, you, you get it. You get the high of Manhattan. I do. I do. So it's a Manhattan in a bottle. Is that what it is? Like it, it's, or it's just you're just pouring it's a Manhattan. Is that what it is? Man, it's a, a ready-to-pour Manhattan. I mean, you just put a put a big a big rock in a glass, pour it over that rock, add a cherry if you want to, and you're good to go. Okay. And then, um, and, it. and it says here, hold on a minute. Let's, let's keep talking about this. Uh, finished in CW's French Oak Cabernet Barrels. So once you're done with your Intercept wine, you, you you put it in the Cabernet Barrels. Is that what you're saying? Or you just use yeah, different once, ones? Once, once we're done, once we're done with the aging process, yes, sir. Um, which the bourbon has to go through, you know, its criteria of being able to be called bourbon. Once that's done, then we put it in the uh, wine barrels and and finish it in there uh, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. We, we, we're trying to, uh, you know, be sustainable at the same time, of course. you know, uh, while we're doing this. So, yeah, man, that's, that's, the, that's what we got going on. Uh, I'm very excited. Woodsonwhiskey.com. You can find it in a store or order it online directly. Again, woodsonwhiskey.com. All right, Charles. Did you see we're number two on the coaches? Um, and I said we because, I, I, you know, you played for him. I shouldn't say we. <laughs> but did you see Michigan is number two on the you're, coaches poll? Did you see that? You're an honorary, honorary player, Rich, so you can say we. <laughs> you know, did you guys uh, hear that? Did you guys hear that? I heard yeah, it. You did something it. in my ear. Okay, very good. <laughs> what do you think, Charles? Yeah, so, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the number two, and um, I love it. I love it because, uh, you know, we, we, we're getting some respect, you know, and I like that for those young guys because they put in a ton of hard work, um, been through a lot with that program, over the years, I would say the last, uh, you know, 15 to 20 years, especially in terms of playing, you know, that, that scarlet and gray school. Um, mm-hmm. and so now we're in that position where um, we've gotten two wins against those guys uh, twice in a row now and uh, have made it to the playoffs finally, back-to-back years. And so, you know, you got to take those steps. And um, you look at the last couple of years, we got there, but – Obviously, we weren't ready to to win the whole thing, but in order to get to where you want to go, you got to take those steps. And so, um, getting that respect, being at number two, you know, going into the season is, is great for those guys. But now, you know, the, the targets on the back, you know, and, and you know, there were, there were years when nobody was really expecting anything from them. Well, now there's expectations. So, you know, hopefully those guys are ready to live up to that. Have you spoken to Jim lately? It looks like he's going to miss the first four games, Charles. Yeah, I, I spoke to him. I didn't speak to him about that. Um, right. I was up there. They they, they had a a, a camp mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was actually able to take my son up there, my oldest son, you know, to to be able to witness, you know, what a big time program is all about. Um, being able to, um, you know, go into Schenbeckler Hall, uh, see the weight room, and just you know really just put his eyes on a big-time program. So that was awesome, you know, for me to be able to take him up there. But I ran into Rich, and we just talked about everything, but didn't talk about the suspension. So okay. I, I, I don't know much about that. No, so at some point, are you going to explain to your son that Michigan was an original Big Ten team? Is that you're, we're going to have to sit down, children? <laughs> hey, Michigan's an original Big Ten? Is that what we say? 
that how it goes? That, 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 that's going to be a conversation we're going to have to have with a lot of kids, Rich. You know, not just, you know, my son, but just kids growing up all over this country. Um, the original Big Ten and what happened to the Pac-12. And it's going to be a lot of conversation. To be what do you had. think about all this, Charles? What do you think about this? I, to me, I, to me, I like I like change. I like um, I like the things to grow, um, get better if they will. Um, I was just looking on uh, TV earlier, and they were talking about you know Pac-12 not being able to secure you know TV deals and that sort of thing. So schools got to go where uh, the money is at. You know that's certainly understandable. It's no different than anything else. You know you, you got to figure out. You know you got to figure out how. You know you can you know, maintain and, and joining the Big Ten is the way that, you know, some of these schools, the route they have to take, I'm all for it. Um, so, you know, now we've got to figure out, um, in, in my eyes, it's going to be, you know, two major conferences. It's going to be the Big Ten, it's going to be the SEC, uh, the way I see it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, man. The growth is good. And so, they're just growing the game. Well, I, it's just, it's kind of crazy though, right? That I'm currently living in uh, Big Ten country here in Los Angeles. When I saw Warren at the Hall of Fame, Warren Moon at the Hall of Fame, I took a picture with him and tw- Instagrammed it out saying just two Big Ten guys hanging out here at the Hall of Fame, you know? And um, it's just, it, 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 it's, I understand it's, you got to adapt or die, but it's also really sad, isn't it? I mean, that, that, that we're in this position here. Um, and, and I know, you know, that Washington state was the team that you beat and Ryan Leaf, like they're, they're left behind Washington state's kind of toast. You would think Charles, you know? Yeah. I, th- I, I, I think that, um, you know, as, 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 as you look at it, um, you know, they have a saying, they have a saying, everybody can't go. And, you know, it's, it's going to be sad for some teams that, you know, they're not going to be able to enjoy one team in a conference enjoys. Um, but that's just kind of the harsh reality, really, in life. You know what I mean? And, and not to, you know, disparage anybody that's not going to be able to, you know, you know, follow the Oregons or the USC's or whatever team is leaving. But um, that's just kind of the way it is, uh, Rich. And, and so everybody's got to figure out how they're going to deal with it. Um, and like I said, that's the way life is. Things happen, and you got to deal with it. So, we'll how, see where what guys how to handle it. I'm looking at your rookie contract. Your base salary for the Raiders is three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Would you have made more in NIL if there was NIL in your final year at Michigan? Man, I would. I would have been a monster, Rich. Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish we had that back in the day. I don't know uh, what the number would have been, but man, I, I know it'd be seven figures the way the guys are getting paid now. I definitely would have been able to capitalize on that man it's it's uh i think it's great you know that the kids are, are able now to capitalize on their you know name image and likeness mm-hmm. um you know some of the numbers i think you know for, for some players is, is outrageous but it's no different than the professional ranks you know some guys you feel like they deserve a big contract and some guys you're like oh man how, how did he get that much money and so it's, it's it's all to me it's all the level playing field and i think that you know had this been around when i was uh, in school, most definitely, I would have been able to make a ton of cash. Yeah, I'm looking at your prorated bonus, 1.3 million your rookie year. Would you NIL would have been north of that? You think? Let's go put a number on it. What do you think? 1.3 north of that? You, Charles Woodson, back in 1997. I, I mean, I just I just rounded up to two. You know, just to, sure. Why not? You know, just to you know, put a round figure on it. Right. Um, 
But I, I play the North of two, Rich. Huh. Why not? Okay, why not? Charles Woodson here on the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know if you saw this went viral the other day, but Norm McDonald's joke at the ESPYs years ago, you were sitting there in the audience. Do you remember that one, Charles? Yeah. Yeah, I was stunned just like everybody else. <laughs> I was about to say, how'd that, how'd that one hit you, the uh, the joke that, yeah. uh, you, Charles, that night at the ESPYs? Well, 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 it hit me a little different because I was a part of the joke, you know, and uh, we, we all know what, you know, what went down. And so all of a sudden, you know, he, he you know, he references me. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the OJ part comes in. I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, what? Why, why did he give me a head? Norm could have gave me a heads up, man. Like, hey, man, I'm put you in this joke. Be ready for it. Did you, did you ever run into him? With a ton of, like, what hit me with a sledgehammer. <laughs> No, I, I never ran into a man. So, okay. But yeah, that was a that was one of those viral moments. Oh yes, like if there was Twitter or what have you back in the day, that would have gone. That. Oh my gosh. Uh, have you, uh, last couple for you, Charles. Uh, before I let you go again, Charles Woodson, WoodsonWhiskey.com for the two bottles that I have on the desk and so much more. And Intercept Wines is incredible. Uh, wine as well from from uh, from Charles Woodson. And just, and just just to mention before before you go on, please the the, the official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders. So ah. you got to throw that in there, man. Cause that's a big deal. Yes, big and deal yes, the official yeah. uh, whiskey, official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders and Allegiant Stadium too. Oh, look at this photograph. Yes. Look at you standing there yeah. in the building. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. Signed, sign, sealed, delivered. Okay. Sign, sealed, delivered. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. So, so, sign, sealed, and delivered. You're back, uh, but Josh Jacobs is not basically right now, right, Charles? <laughs> yeah, as of right now, I, I, I beat him. I, I beat him back to the Raiders. What do you uh, think? Is he coming or what? But, uh, what do you think? Is he coming? What do you think, Charles? What do you think? Well, I, 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 I certainly hope. I certainly hope so. Um, certainly, certainly, a young man that's deserving. You know everything that he can get. You know from his profession. Uh, we're kind of in this this period right now where the running back man is in a in a tough uh, tough position right now in mm-hmm. terms of them receiving what they feel like they're valued at. And you know you got a rushing uh, title coming in coming off of last year and not being able to kind of realize you know what he wants to realize as a player, especially when you look around and you see you know what the quarterbacks make, what the you know, offensive tackles or defensive linemen and those guys make. And, and here you have the running backs that are kind of being held off. But, man, he's a guy that I'm – man, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that they can work a deal out because, you know, you got a new quarterback coming in. Um, you got Devontae, who you brought over, you know, a year ago, who, who wants to win. And Jimmy G is going to need him in that backfield, you know, just to take a load off of him. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get him signed. Uh, and at the same time, understanding that these guys are they're looking at the, the, the business side of things more so than they ever have, you know, in our league. And so hopefully, man, they can get something done with them. And then last one for you. Have you spoken with Aaron Rodgers since he's put on a jet uniform? Charles Woodson, have you connected with him at all? I spoke I spoke to him. Uh, I spoke to him a little bit uh, out in Tahoe at the American Century um uh, championship golf mm-hmm. tournament and uh, a couple couple weeks ago and uh man i just gotta say man he, he looks like a new man to me um he just just had a, a 
a real, if I will, a real glow about him. Uh, he looks like he's very excited about the move, um, excited to be there with the Jets. I think, you know, the, the younger guys on the uh, on the team, you know, some young superstars have really energized them. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I look for, you know, a really, really, really good year out of A-Rod this year, man. He, he looks great, looks happy. Yeah, I know. Um, again, you you might have been traveling, and again, the the news today that the the whiskey that's right here on my desk is the uh, official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders and Allegiant Stadium, the Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Um, but I don't know if you saw Hard Knocks last night. The the glow that you're referring to, feeling like a different man, a new man, that came across in the 60 minute episode last night, big time. That he looks happy and content and engaged. And um, and eager to be the Jets' quarterback in a way that I, I it even took me back, Charles. To be very honest with you, you know. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to catch it last night. You know, I was uh, my youngest son is is just starting his first year of uh, tackle football, and they okay. just had practice at eight something. So I'm trying to get home and get myself in the bed and get up the next morning and take my <laughs> oldest son to practice. So didn't get the chance to see it, but I. You know, looking at him and being around him, you know, I think, you know, Aaron, you know, he spent 18 years in Green Bay, Green Bay being, you know, a small town. And I really think as as Aaron has gotten older, I think he's more of a big city guy. And I think New York has really, you know, brought that side out of him. And uh, I think he's excited about, you know, being in the city, being able to, you know, you've seen him at um, Broadway plays, I believe, and mm-hmm. Uh, he's at concerts. He's dancing a little bit. Like he's he's having fun. You know, this is this is a a real uh, uh, what I say a, a, a real restart. Mm-hmm. You know, to his career, if you you will, after 18 years, you know, to kind of get a second chance uh, um, at, at another another chapter in his life and to do it in the, in the Big Apple. I think it's really you know bringing the best out of him. So. Man, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Thanks for the time, Charles. Uh, enjoy practice uh, with your kids. And I know you're going to be in Vegas this weekend uh, promoting your partnership with the Raiders with Woodson Bourbon Whiskey uh, at the Raiders-Niners preseason game, a little Jimmy Garoppolo homecoming in a way. And let's chat down the line. And yep. uh, I know you'll be out here soon as part of your, your uh, work with Fox Sports every now and then. I'd love to have you in studio again. I miss you. You be well. Can't wait, man. Yep, it'll be good to see you. Uh, enjoy that highs, Manhattan. I will. Enjoy your little Woodson bourbon whiskey. I will do that. Official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders. Very good. I appreciate it. Here's what I'll do is I think what I'll do is I'll leave the Woodson highs Manhattan here in studio and then uh, take, yeah. the, take the big-ass bottle home. That's what I'm going to do. Put on my new bar. I like it. Okay. I like it. Sounds good. I like it. Enjoy. Thanks, enjoy. Charles. Greatly appreciate it. That's Charles Woodson, Pro Football Hall of Famer. And now, a partner of the Raiders. Question is, will their choices with Josh Jacobs cause people to drink? <laughs> that's a win-win for I Charles. Guess I was going to say, that's a good thing. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Paul Mullen of Wrexham AFC is here. Don't you dare miss that. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me... I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Is it your job to get DeVito on board for It's Always Sunny? Yes. I got a call from John Langreff, who runs the studio. Still Mr. FX. Studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, nobody watched your show. And I'm like, yeah, well, you didn't promote it. <laughs> and, get uh, out. Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he said, uh, well, you know, here's the thing. We're going to pick you up for season two. Thank you. Uh, but we're not going to promote it because we don't have a big marketing budget. But what we'd like to do is bring on an actor uh, of some... Uh, of some note, somebody yes. with some cachet that can maybe bring some attention to the to the show. Uh, and he said, what, what do you think about Danny DeVito? And I said, we love Danny DeVito, but we don't want him on the show. Because, you know, and nothing against Danny. It was just like, you don't know if it's going to screw the dynamic, you know, of the, of the chemistry of the show. Right. And uh, he said, great, well, then you don't have a show. And we were like, okay, get Danny DeVito on the phone as quickly as possible. And then what actually what happened with Danny was I, I went to his house. And he's like, Danny wants to meet with you. I was like, I'll meet with Danny. So I drove over to his house and sat down. He's like, so what's the character? And we hadn't talked about what the character was. But I was like, well, I got to... I got to do something, so I just made something up on the oh, spot. You spitballed Danny DeVito's character for It's Always Sunny. How, yes. However, it's not exactly what it turned okay. into, but it was it was something that he responded to. But I remember the moment where we had him. His daughter Lucy comes in, mm-hmm. who's now uh, uh, in her 30s, but at the time she was, I don't know, in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, oh, hey, Dad. Oh, hey. Oh, I, Rob, I love your show. And then walks out. And once you have the kids, That's you it. got the parents. That's it. That was it. Come on. That was it. Now, you had to be sitting there thinking. Oh, I know. She, she walked out, and then he looked back at me, and I looked back at him, and I said, I got you, bud. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know. Did he think, like, you plant something like that, or you planted it something with her, his daughter? My gosh. I don't know. I, yeah, it worked out.
Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And look who has just stopped by. The striker, who is the star in many ways, of Welcome to Wrexham on FX because to hell with the guys who own the team, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. I, I can say that, not not their employee, who's right here. Uh, the great striker of Wrexham AFC, Paul Mullen. Good to see you, Paul. How are you doing? Good to see you, finally, after um, I know. last year. We called, Fire we Zoom. spoke, we spoke, um, and now here you are in person. Um, and as I told you in our green room, it's thrilled I'm thrilled to see you in person. Thanks for that. But the reason why you're still here in Los Angeles, uh, I, I'm I'm not happy for you on that respect. Uh, you have the floor. I'm, you know, a lot of folks know why, but uh, you're still here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Why? Slightly unfortunate uh-huh. uh, turn of events, I'd say. But mm-hmm. we obviously came over on our preseason tour and mm-hmm. visited North Carolina and then mm-hmm. headed to LA, mm-hmm. and then we moved on to San Diego to play against Manchester United, which mm-hmm. was obviously going to be a big occasion. It was a sold out Snapdragon Arena. And yes. Ten minutes in, I think it was. Um, unfortunately, I've collided with the goalkeeper and managed to break four ribs and puncture my left lung. And mm. sadly, that meant that I couldn't fly home for an extra couple of weeks or two weeks in all. And yes, still here now. Obviously, it's unfortunate, but I think there's um, a lot worse places you could get injured than California. It's true, Southern California <laughs> at that as well. It's not a bad spot. Um, so, how are you right now? How Feeling better. Okay. The, the first couple of days were really rough, to be fair. The, the first seven days, I'd say, were quite rough and painful. And after that, I sort of I stopped taking the pain meds. They were making me feel nauseous in the morning. So um, I stopped taking them, and I'm feeling a lot better now. Obviously, it's nearly two weeks on from the injury, and I feel uh, a lot better at the moment. So the painkillers, to help you not feel the pain, were making you too nauseous. So the nausea... Was to was was something that made you feel like I'd rather feel the pain than nauseous. Is that what you're saying? Paul? <laughs> yeah, it was like exactly that. Really, it was uh, okay. Obviously, being an athlete in the UK, we got drug tested, so I couldn't take certain meds. Okay, um, so the painkillers wasn't that strong anyway. But okay, just taking them on an empty stomach of a morning or whatever would make me feel sick, and I didn't feel like eating. Obviously, due to the injury and things. So okay, I just thought it'd be best if I left them and. Uh, Obviously, it, it didn't hurt that much that I had to take them, so I was sort of taking them on a recommendation. And right. I just left them in the end, but it's made me feel better, and I'm getting stronger every day, and, and I feel a lot fitter now than I did a week ago. And unfortunately, the season started without you, right? Yeah, I mean, the season obviously started. It had been uh, 15, 16 years that they've been out of this division. Um, we managed to achieve the promotion last season, yeah, which right. was phenomenal for us. And I was really looking forward to walking out on that pitch the, the first game of the season to mm-hmm. a big cheer from the fans and a roar and a real excitement, but it wasn't to be. But the lads went out and uh, gave the best shot. I think the American tour of a lot of jet lag and that maybe played a part in us not being sure. quite at it during the first game, but I'm pretty sure going into the, the next couple of games, okay. it'll be better. When do you go back, do you think? What's the plan on that? I fly back tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so we've got a flight tomorrow evening, which is uh, obviously brilliant after being a bit of time away and away okay. from the family. I'm really looking forward to getting back and seeing my little boy. Okay. That's How old is your, your boy? My little boy is four. Oh. So his name's Albie and he's, um, he's autistic. So he doesn't quite understand why his dad hasn't been there for so sure. long, but his mum, Molly's done an unbelievable job and I'm looking forward to getting back and okay. seeing him. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Um, is it true, Paul Mullen, you have to tell the truth here on The Rich Eisen Show, is it true that uh, Rob McElhaney invited you to stay with him while yeah. you're here in Southern California and you said, no, I Absolutely do not want to stay? Absolutely true, yeah. He, um, 
he offered me obviously a place to stay in his place with him, and yes. uh, obviously it was unbelievably grateful for that. They, they were wanting to really look after me and make sure that I, yeah. everything was taken care of. But my two friends from Liverpool were here watching me for the tour. And they um, both decided that they'd like to stay with me just to keep me company and give me some home comfort. So although Rob offered for me to stay in his house and it was an unbelievable gesture from him, I turned it down just because my two friends were here. And I think two, uh, three guests would have been uh, a bit too many for him. I know he's probably got the rooms in the house, but um, uh, I don't think say, he'd have liked the uh, Scouse company uh, too much after uh, a couple of days. Because I was about to say, you know, uh, welcome to Wrexham is not his first rodeo on FX, you know. I mean, the guy has a very successful show for just FX. Just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to say the least, um, plus three. I mean, you plus two, I guess uh, you didn't even ask him. No, I didn't there? want to. I don't like putting people in uh, that position. I know he'd offered me to stay there, but um, I didn't want to put him in the position where he felt like he couldn't say no after offering me, me it. So um, he's ownership. We man. decided to stay somewhere else on our own and spend a bit of time together, obviously being my friends and okay. being busy at home with work and life in general. You don't get to spend much time with them. So okay. to have this opportunity to spend uh, two weeks with me, two best friends from high school has been um, phenomenal. Okay. So um, it wasn't like you didn't want to stay with the boss then? Oh, obviously not. I've got course. I'd have stayed if I was on my own and I needed care. So um, I'm pretty sure Rob and Caitlin have done an unbelievable job for that. As we've sure. seen okay. when we were in Vegas, they uh, looked after us with the sun cream every day to make sure we didn't burn. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> they've been in safe hands. What? But what? Say that again. What? You, when you... we were in uh, Las Vegas celebrating yeah. the promotion at the end of the season, yeah. Rob and Caitlin come to spend time with us. And yes. Caitlin was the one walking around making sure that we were uh, putting our suntan on, uh, sun cream on. So yeah, 50, we didn't like burn. 50 SPF, she, thought 50? It, she thought we were taking us man versus son and there was only ever going to be one winner so she had to look out for us a little bit understood because you can't you can't be sunburned you know <laughs> and uh and promoted at the same time i guess uh afc a uh, rexham afc striker paul mullen here on the rich eisen show why did you go to rexham why initially it was based around my son i'd been away from home for a year and i decided before that year that regardless how it went that i wanted to go home after it and i'd done really well and luckily it was a summer where it was quite sought after with, with different clubs and transfers yes. being rumoured and I didn't know where I just didn't want to move away from Liverpool ultimately and that's a 40 minute 50 minute drive to Wrexham every day and when they became interested it was obviously they made me an unbelievable offer to move to the club and initially but the main driving force behind it was to be able to spend the time with my son every single night and uh, it's something obviously I've not regretted from the moment to sign the club's only been going one way and that's up and it's been the most enjoyable time of my career to date. So for those who may not know, again, um, this is all covered immensely well, obviously, in this incredibly popular Welcome to Wrexham uh, series. Season two of Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th at 10 Eastern on FX and streaming the next day on Hulu, which you can check it out right here on Roku. Uh, who was there first, you or Rob and, you know, Ryan? Rob and Ryan. Initially signed the club, I think it was in the October before I signed. I signed in the June or July of the next year, so it was the first, the first full season that they were going to have as owners of the club. And um, I think I was one of the first signings that they made. Obviously, did they, that summer. Did they sit down with you? In a no, I was initially I was in actually in my mum's back garden when I first got a phone call. It was. Uh, uh, obviously a, a number with a code from Beverly Hills in three Los Angeles three. and there was me sat in Liverpool looking at my phone thinking who's this calling right. um, but when I answered it was Rob 
Rob give me a call and really wants to sell the club to me and the dream and the vision that they have for it going forward and to be honest he didn't tell one lie on that phone call everything they've said is true what did he say to you he just told me that the ultimate aim is to get out to the division and that they see the club progressing so far um, obviously from a commercial point of view with the documentary that was something I didn't know about the club and he explained how they were going to try and grow the whole cl- the whole club and the community and really put time and effort into the people of the place not just into the football club and that's been fulfilled at the moment and we want to keep building on on the pitch obviously we've had success last season and this year this year we're uh, aiming to do it again no obviously you had just told us here about the personal reasons as to why you wanted to sign and how the benefits i guess for your personal life geographic soundness of wrexham but was there a part of you that's like you know these actors want to buy this club from America here in this part of the world. And I need to check on this a little bit. Was there any part of that for you, Paul? Uh, not, not really. Once I'd spoke to Rob, I think um, initially my thought was how much will he really know about obviously yeah. the UK game and that league in general. It's not, it wasn't a league that was ever out there. It wasn't a yeah, league right. that was ever really it's very put specific. into the public spotlight. And yes. I think, the, the yeah. two owners made that happen and now there's probably a lot of people in the world who know what the National League is um, but even being from the UK it wasn't a league that was talked about ever so much yes. and they've really done that yeah and they've done what they said they would do yeah from the moment I got there they obviously outlined the plans for the club and it took probably one year longer than we expected to get promoted um, yeah. but I think that just added to the drama and probably helped the documentary just that little bit more <laughs> <laughs> well they do have the sense of, of drama the Hollywood the, ending there's no say. question about it but th- that's where you, that's where you're so where where can Wrexham go from here do you think the sky's the limit obviously there's been people laughing at Robin Ryan doing interviews saying that they want the ultimate aim is to play in the Premier League but when they've had dreams as kids and gone and achieved them in the, the personal lives and yes. in the jobs, why, why couldn't they do it in a business aspect? It's um, Football's a game where anything can happen. And this season, there'll be a team in the Premier League called Luton, who not so long ago were playing in the same division we was last year. And they've achieved so many promotions now that they've arrived in the Premier League. And mm-hmm. with Robin Ryan's back, and obviously, and the, the whole support that we've got from not just in Wrexham now, from all around the world, it's um, only going to push the club on and give them other outlets of income and things like that, which need to come down the line, the higher up you go through the divisions. And the, the sky is really is the limit. They can achieve the Premier League, but who knows how long it could take. It could take five, 10, 20 years, or it could take four. You, you just never know in this game. But obviously you would have a large role in that, correct? Your own personal well, hopefully, success. As I say, you never know in time how long it, it will take them to get there and mm-hmm. obviously I'd love to achieve that I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen because it's, sure. uh, I'm not a fortune teller so I can't see that but obviously this season is especially we're going to work as hard as we can me me included in that to try and replicate last season and to just continue doing as well as I can and this time next year we could be in the next division up and then you're only a couple of steps away from the Premier League so of you course. never know right so uh how do you like having the cameras on you it's something I've sort of gotten used to. Um, it's not something that bothers me, but equally it's not something that I sought after. Um, I don't change when I'm in front of cameras. I'm, I am what you see or what you get. It's um, something that doesn't phase me. I sort of be myself, and I think if you um, you always be yourself, then you can never have any regrets, or you'll never say something that you regret saying because you're just speaking your mind. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, are any of your uh, teammates 
um, a little bit leery of it or concerned about it? I think it, some are a little bit more to happy to see the cameras than, uh, than others. Yeah, I think okay. some of them uh, like being in the spotlight a little bit more, but some obviously don't. That's personalities change. And yes. for me, last season, obviously, scoring a lot of goals and obviously from when the documentaries come out, I was one of the main talking points and things. You sort of get a bit more of a spotlight and yes. things and it was something I just had to accept and, and roll with. And now it's something that's... Um, become a little bit more regular and something that you just get on with. Did you know who these guys were when they called you and hired you or wanted you to come aboard? Did Initially, you know when yes. yeah. I, I heard about Wrexham, I didn't fully know who Robin Ryan was. I um, you have to, obviously... Do you have to Google him? I'd, I'd watched Always Sunny. Okay. I didn't recognise Rob McElhenney so, had been in it. I, I just knew it as Mac. Okay. Which was quite um, refreshing when I did realise because I'd watched a couple of the seasons of it. And then with Ryan, I, I knew the name. I knew it was a popular actor, but I just hadn't watched many of his movies. I wasn't, I'm still not a movie person, particularly obviously now. I've caught up on a couple of them and um, sort of got to know him better through his uh, Deadpool character. But, okay, um, so Deadpool is your entry into Ryan Reynolds and your entry watched, into Rob I Mac first watched Red Notice. Was oh. my first movie of Ryan's that I can watch. There's that I remember watching purposely because he okay. was in it. Um, but obviously, with Rob, it was always sunny. I'd watched a couple of uh, seasons. But you didn't recognise him, did you? Then I didn't recognise the name. It was just right. as Mac, obviously, sure. and always sunny. He's known as Mac. So, so when you're sitting in your mother's backyard, as you said, yeah, our house your... was getting renovated. So, okay, we was staying in my mum's for a right. couple of so weeks. You're staying with your mom, and you look down at your phone. And a th I assume 310 area code or whatever, that's the area code here in, in Los Angeles, pops on your phone and you're talking to Rob. Did he did he say, I'm an actor from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Or did you have to, once you hung up, go, oh, my God, that's the guy from the show. No, when I answered, watching. he said, I'm the big shot from L.A. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is, but he didn't say that. Right, no, he's a, right. a really down to earth person. And um, obviously his personal life or his jobs and achievements didn't really come into conversation okay. he just wanted to sell Wrexham as the football club Damn to straight. me to, okay. to get me to sign which is um, what he done he sold it as best he could uh, I think if it was if he wasn't in the uh, jobs he's in I think he'd get a good job as a salesperson because his pitch was phenomenal because <laughs> I'm just saying again that you just say hang up the phone and then you then you realized eventually it dawned on you that one of the actors from a show that you're watching was the guy who just called to pitch you on going yeah it was quite cool to be fair it was um it is afterwards when obviously i realized who they went well to be honest before the phone call i'd i'd researched who he was i was like oh yeah that's from always sunny but initially when i first heard of the wrexham interest i hadn't but they're just good people and as i say it was i'm not one of those people who gets overawed or like thinks any different of anybody from the homeless person on the street to the a-list celebrities who mm -hmm. now i talk to everybody is the same in life and uh they're, both owners are exactly the same as me in that aspect. They treat everybody the same, and that was what was uh, most pleasing for me. Is speaking to the people, he wasn't. Um, he did have no ego. It was literally that they were there to do the best for Wrexham in the community, and for me, that's my job now is to do the best for Wrexham in the community. Also, now you always hear, certainly here in the states, and I'm sure it it uh, applies uh, around the world in in the world of athletics. Uh, Paul Mullen. The uh, Wrexham AFC striker, again, FX is Welcome to Wrexham Season 2, is premiering in September on the 12th at 10 Eastern Time. Um, the phrase you hear from athletes all the time is, no one believes in us. And they use that as a rallying cry within the locker room or um, wherever they're on. Um, and I'm just wondering if the fact that Ryan and Rob bought this team, everybody thought, you're just a lark. 
you know, you just a, it, it's just that it's a lark by them. They're not really serious about it. And your squad is not to be taken seriously. And look what you've done so far. Is that appropriate? Do you use this maybe as a rallying cry for yourself? Paul, I think when they'd signed the players that we've signed, the really good players from higher divisions, I think from the public's point of view, the team was expected to do well which created more pressure on us. And obviously the documentary and the owners being who they are yes. creates more eyes and more spotlights and it was up to us to deliver. But the whole underdog story is about the community as a whole. It's a, it's a town that hasn't ever been given the support it needs to progress and to become a better, more influential town in the north of Wales. It's a massive area and it's sort of got left by the government and the, the town as a whole and the people of the town really rallied together. And I think as footballers and a group of players, we had to rally around ourselves and forget about all the attention we're getting and all the applause that's when we're doing well and realise that we've, we've got to represent the, the people who support us and represent the community as best we can and give absolutely all in every single game and we've done that last season and obviously we'll continue to give absolutely everything because the people of the town never gave up as it's said in the documentary they put the houses together, their own mortgages to keep their football club afloat and now they were lucky enough to have two really famous, really rich, really what is this? What successful people take over the club who really do mean well? And there was people out there saying they're going to be gone soon. They'll be, they'll be only a flash in the pan type thing. It won't mm-hmm. last too long. But they're really two serious guys who want to um, progress the club as good as they can and as far as they can. And I think them saying that they still want to be in uh, ten years. That was one thing when I spoke to Robbie. Said he, the two of them want to be remembered in a hundred years for doing something unbelievable for a community. And I think they've um, picked a good community to do that in. And hopefully in a hundred years time, we've already wrote a little piece of history with, with us included in it, but hopefully in a hundred years time, we'll all be remembered like that. So I think that's obviously part of the success of this show here uh, in the U S watching this uh, unfold in Wrexham is not just obviously the celebrity element to it, uh, but a metaphor for the town. The team is a met- the club is a metaphor for the town exactly what you just said yeah we represent them people we work as hard as we can but i think in the documentary you get to see us as people not Mm -hmm. as the athletes like in the uk athletes get seen as different in life they don't they shouldn't experience the same things that normal people with normal jobs do Mm -hmm. just because they're athletes but for us i think it's reflected really well in the documentary how we're all just normal people we all have our own problems and we all have to work really hard to get even where we've got to now and that's exactly like the people of Wrexham. They have to work really hard to afford to come to watch us every single week. And luckily enough, we managed to sell out the, sell out the stadium. And that support doesn't go unnoticed because in in hard times, they're the ones who um, pull us through as well as when they're suffering hard times and they come to watch on a weekend, we can give them a bit of joy also to take home with them. Okay. So did you? what did you do while you were out here before I let you go? I mean, anything that I need to know that you No, to be fair, the, the first couple of days after the injury was... Um, Painful. Very much rest and recover and yeah. spend a bit of time on the local beaches and probably try different beaches mm-hmm. out. I had to down to um, Santa Monica Pier because I'd seen it pretty much on a lot of films and mm-hmm. on GTA also, which is uh, right. something I had to check out. But we spent a lot of time <laughs> relaxing. Um, and then the weekend just gone, we managed to go for some dinner in LA and um, in Beverly Hills, which was also quite strange. I managed to... Why was it strange? Well, I walk into a bar and there's paparazzi taking photos of me. That was something I um, never thought was ever going to happen in life. But well, it's that's... something that I sort of... 
I have to get used to, I suppose. Well, I guess it's a new documentary. Welcome to Beverly Hills, Paul. That's next up for you. But. I might try that one. <laughs> so you, there's no paparazzi in Wrexham, is what you're saying? Not so, not not real paparazzi. No, it's, it's one uh, person with a camera. It's more um, the documentary crew, but obviously right, a lot obviously. of the fans who come and watch sure. are always asking for photos. But when I'm in Wrexham clothes, I come to expect that okay. you know it's a lot more recognisable. I didn't think my face would be that recognisable. Uh, I'd walk into a place in LA and um, the camera guys outside, they'd be shooting shots of me. It was sort of a shock at first. And okay. I think the first photo they got of the probably be a bit of a picture because I wasn't expecting it at all. But um, <laughs> it was quite funny. My two friends were there who were laughing, you know, with all normal okay. people, average people from Liverpool who probably found the funny side of it. That's what high schoolers will do. High school friends will do that. Um, and then your book is coming out, My Wrexham Story, available now when you pre-order uh, and then available wherever you get your books November 23rd of this year what what's the uh, the purpose of the memoir just to talk about everything that you just talked about here no it's something or? that um, I was really interested in doing is writing a story and first off I was going to write it purely just on the successful season we just had and mm-hmm. last summer me whole plan was to hopefully have a successful season and then write about it but mm-hmm. I was approached by the publishing company to do the book which was already in my thoughts so it was something I jumped at and Something I've really enjoyed doing. It's basically talking about my whole life from the start and how basically somebody who's um, still leads a normal life but came from a normal background with a loving family, went through quite a few rough times within sports, obviously not in the terms of life, but within sports and within football. More importantly, I found it tougher times and sometimes in life you've got to dig in and then you get to a point where I sign for Rex and everything's going swimmingly and all the stories beforehand where it was at Cambridge and do well from a moment before at Tranmere where it was really tough and and I found myself at Wrexham as I say and it's gone from strength to strength from there and then my little boy and talking about his autism and trying to help parents with that because it's not easy it's really tough and Mm -hmm. if I could just help one person even just in that segment of the book it's um, something I'd be really proud about well Good luck on the book. Congratulations in advance on that and all your success. And uh, again, I'm, I'm sorry you're able to appear here because you got hurt, but now you're well. Go home and hang out with yeah, your, every cloud your club. Yeah, a silver lining, I suppose. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hang out with your club and obviously your, your family. Paul, I really appreciate you coming here, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Absolutely. Right back at you. At Paul Mullen 12 on Instagram. Everyone check out again his new book coming out. Pre-order it right now. My Wrexham story available for pre-ordering. It's going to be coming out around Thanksgiving time here in the States. And then season two of FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th at 10 Eastern on FX. Streams the next day on Hulu, which is where you can catch it on Roku. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Back here on our show, good chat with uh, Paul Mullen right there. Yeah, that was really cool. Nice bloke. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I think so, yeah. I think that's fine. Chap. Lovely chap. Take off your hat, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Rich, it's not going to happen. Mike, just do it. I'll show you the edges. Here's the edges. Just what do you mean, show me the edges? Black. Yay! Yay! No, no, come on. Done. That's quick. Why? Nope, nope. Is nope. that it? Screen grab. All right, now show me the inside of your hat. Is it black? No, I'm not showing you. It's not black. Is it, it four seasons? It, it, it doesn't we just, we come just, off. We just can't have a Four Seasons Philadelphia moment. No, and it's you're not going to get a Rudy. That's what I, that, that was my reference. Oh, that's I'm mm. sorry. Four Seasons. That was where you, that's when that happened. It, it, it was the, the Four Seasons uh, landscape. Oh, uh, the landscaping. They, they, they was thought the that that's the whole thing. They thought oh, it was going to be an actual Four Seasons. Oh, I thought that's But it was a happened. landscaping place called Four Seasons. I didn't know that because they were so competent. Now, this is not. This hair is, this. she's professional. This is not a jabron. Okay. Same, it's no jabroni stuff that we're okay. doing here. You're not saying anything over there. You're out of it? You're sitting out? You're sitting uh, this I, one out? I was posting some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Whoa. Posting some stuff to Instagram. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yes, this is good. This is not like Good job. Fake. Well done. If you see me on the phone over here, Rich, that's usually what I'm doing. I'm not like texting. All right, so because like, uh, I, I enjoyed my time with Paul so much, we're, it's going to be a sprint to the finish here. Because we've got uh, a phone call to take and three coaching sound bites. Mm, let's we go fast. All right, so because we're about to hear from Tomlin, Zach um, Taylor Ooh. on Burrow, and uh, Ron Rivera, Maya Culping. Hmm. Interesting. And we got a call that we want to take because it's always fun to take his phone call on the program. Man, there's a new uh, Titan Stadium video out. Oh, baby. Looks good. Huh. Set to open in 2027. Is there like a, a year 10 club for Compton? <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Jimmy in San Antonio. Let's Jimmy. take your call. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, hey, hey Jimmy. What's up? Okay, no, I know not. we're on a time thing. I heard you, so yes. I was listening. Okay. I got three things. First thing. Uh, Brockman, uh, fantasy football name for Joe Latrulio's league. Yep. Shohei Churu. Okay, very good. Okay. I like it. Writing the, Write writing it down. down. Writing it what, down. Uh, what else you got? Second one, Kevin Brown and Brian Anderson. Uh, I worked with Brian in my first radio gig in 96. Good people. Obviously, I think he would be devastated to hear that you cannot say a bad thing about your franchise. Mm. And free speech is now fallen into the sports realm and that is horrible what else you got paul mullen's theme song from rexham we've got mullen super paul mullen Love it. i don't i think you understand he plays in red and white he's effing dynamite we've got super paul mullen well done. Well done. Well done. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get uh, we got to get Jimmy in San Antonio on the next uh, season of uh, Welcome to Rexham. Love it. Zach Taylor, when um, Joe Burrow went out, said it's going to be several weeks. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since several weeks. Does that's, that mean that's true. What, what, how, so how many weeks left? Coach was asked exactly that. The timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So we'll just remain. We'll let that play out. One, one more follow-up. Jamar talked with us and with NFL Network. He kind of laughed it off as making a lot of headlines. But he said, you got to sit out until week five. We'll be fine as long as you're there when it matters. Do you expect him back before week five even? Yeah. I mean, I said it'll be several weeks from when I said it'll be several weeks. It was several weeks from several weeks. And even though it's two weeks, he hasn't slid. It's just It was several weeks then. 
It was several weeks when I said several weeks. Nice. He didn't say four to six. If he said four to six, we'd have left him alone. Yep. Several is four. No, it's not. Several is ten. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Several is ten? Several is ten. No, a couple is two. Excuse me, a couple is, is one. Look, the, the coaches put weeks on it. It's either a couple weeks, four to six. Anything longer than that is several. That's the way I'm taking it. Wow. Several is ten? Yeah. All right, how long coach speak? is so. several? So let's just put it this way. It, how much is too much? Well, it depends on what we're talking about. Mike Tomlin, uh, what's the workload for your quarterback here? With Kenny being so young, does he need maybe more reps or more work in the preseason than a veteran quarterback would? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how much more he had or he got stalled or be determined. Um, we, we'll play by ear. We'll, we'll give him what he needs. Um, it's always my mentality. Um, I'm open to all that are healthy playing. How much they play um, will be determined by what it is they need for it to be a be a productive step in the process for them a week. And then we'll deal with next week, next week. <laughs> Domlin. <laughs> so that's two weeks, couple weeks. Couple. That's it. He didn't say several because you just need a small amount of weeks. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. AFC North is coaches talking. I'm not saying much. Talk, talking loudly. Talk saying is nothing. cheap. Talk is cheap. <laughs> Seriously, you several weeks is what for you? Four? Several weeks is about four. That's what I would think. Yeah, about four. So and, why do you say we're about a month? He's had a month. Why would he do that? Why I don't would, know. Why would he put a timetable on it? Well, that's why he refuses to. Who's playing week one? Cleveland. Don't give them a heads up. Don't give them that. Well, please, come on. What do you mean? Don't give them a heads up. Oh, because if. <laughs> Cleveland's kind of owned Cincinnati. Guess what? Recently. You know who Kevin Stefanski's crew is not preparing for? Do you know who Jim Schwartz is not preparing for week one? Trevor Simeon? Correct. <laughs> but keep it quiet. I don't know. Keep, keep it, it quiet. We're going to prepare. Be. We'll prepare for Joe Burrow. And if Trevor Simeon trots out, we'll high five. Oh, wow. But that's the plan. But keep it quiet. Don't give the Browns anything. Don't give the Browns a thing. <laughs> We'll chat on Thursday. Come on! <laughs> <laughs>